Welcome to the Market Call Show, where we discuss what's happening in the markets and the impact on your investments. Tune in every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to the Market Call Podcast. This is Lewis Giannis. Today, I'm going to be talking about eight things to review before the end of the year. This is actually a republish of a podcast that I did last year before the end of the year because it's so helpful for people. So I hope that this can really help you. Now, this will probably come to you uh, during the holiday break. We're going to be taking a little bit of a break as well from the podcast, and we'll be returning back in January. I hope you enjoy this podcast. I'm so happy to be with you today because I'm going to be talking about something that is very, very important. I call it the eight activities to accelerate your wealth at year end, because at year end, there's so many things that really bug us. The situation is always the same for everybody. We come upon the year end and there's this sense of unease. There's a sense that we're uneasy about our money and about what's happening in the future. We're usually super busy. The holidays are upon us. We're constrained by family obligations. We have to go get gifts. We probably have a lot of work demands. Maybe we have to meet some goals for our company. And usually we're not even thinking about the next year or not even thinking about what needs to be done before the year is over. Is you can miss out on tax deductions that could save you a bundle of money. You could be making smarter choices about your investments so they could grow a lot faster. And you could be paying a lot less in fees that are unnecessary in many cases. The risks to your portfolio has probably changed over the year too. A lot of times people don't have time to be checking on what's happening. You may be tempted to do things financially that are not necessarily smart. I mean, we get a lot of temptations towards the year end because we have conversations with people, we're at parties, we hear things on the news, and we might be thinking about making choices that are not necessarily optimal, especially if we're taking income or if we're growing our wealth for retirement, trying to retire early. So what are the solutions? And here's what I recommend. First is you want to focus on the things that matter, that are going to move the needle, and also that you can control. You can't control certain things. So we want to focus on those things that you can control. Number one, check your asset allocation to see if it matches your goals and risk profile. This is the starting point. So having a good bead on what your risk profile is, knowing where your portfolio is, the amount of stocks, bonds, et cetera, that you have. This is super important because a lot of poor mistakes are made throughout the year. Things tend to drift. Your portfolio tends to drift and you may not be in the right allocation. That's the first thing. Second thing is to review the costs of your investments and the performance compared to their benchmarks. And usually I look at three things. Who are the people that are running the money? What is the process? And what is their performance? Are those up to par? And a lot of times, a lot of cases, it's important that you could upgrade your portfolio many times to individual securities. A lot of times people have too much costs that are embedded in it. In fact, I saw a recent study by Vanguard that showed that on average, people are paying about 0.34% more on average. And a lot of people are playing a lot more than that, but 0.34% more unnecessarily that they need to. And that adds up to a lot of money to your portfolio over time. So looking at those costs and looking at the performance, you want to have reasonably good performance and good diversification. So that's number two, review the costs of your investments and the performance to benchmarks. 
Number three is to rebalance your asset classes to make sure they are within your tolerance and reflect the opportunities and risks in the marketplace now. This could actually add a lot of value because if you look at a portfolio that drifts, so you buy a certain amount of stock, you buy a certain amount of bonds, and over time, Many times the stocks will drift to be higher. The bonds will drift out of allocation. Certain types of companies may represent too much of your portfolio. Others may not be represented enough. There may be new opportunities that are entering the marketplace that you have no representation in. For example, right now, a lot of people are very underweighted international stocks, which are relatively attractive in the marketplace. That needs to be addressed. That can mean a lot of money to your portfolio over time. So that's number three, rebalance your portfolio. Before I get into number four, I want to mention one more thing about number three, about rebalancing your asset classes. One of the things that is the most problem that people are suffering from is behavioral biases. When you get into the process of rebalancing your portfolio, whether you're doing it yourself or whether you're working with an advisor, it's really to understand that many people actually hurt themselves the most in this part of the process because either they're not doing it or when they are doing it, they tend to be performance chasing or making irrational choices. So one of the biggest problems that we have is that we all suffer from what's called confirmation bias. We may have an existing outlook that we think is true without really examining the evidence. So we may even be looking at evidence, searching for only the evidence that supports our beliefs rather than being independent and looking at data more neutrally and being objective. So many losses are taken and many people have huge return problems because of this. I saw another study that showed that there's been many studies on this, but one of the studies was done by Dalbar. Another one was done by Vanguard as well. Vanguard did one that I thought was very interesting. They compared the return of the investors themselves, like what investors are doing on their own versus what the actual investments that they have owned did on its own. So basically what they do is they compare what's called an internal rate of return versus a time-weighted return. So the internal rate of return reflects when people make their decisions and whether that decision to move money in and out of funds made sense or not. And it's amazing the amount of return that is lost from people making poorly timed decisions or making choices at the wrong time. Most people will chase the performance of a fund that's already gone up a lot, or they will tend to get out when things are down and things are actually attractive. So it's really important to make sure that when you're doing this, that you're not hurting yourself with behavioral biases. We're a big proponent of using evidence-based analysis so that you don't do that. If you're planning to retire and you want to do it with confidence, I highly recommend downloading a free report that I put together called a 10-point checklist for a worry-free retirement. All you have to do is just go to retireready.live and download a free copy of that report. It'll help you plan for retirement with confidence. It's a step-by-step guide of best practices that could help you. Number four is to examine the location of your assets. So what type of investments are in your taxable accounts? What type of investments are in your tax-deferred accounts or tax-free accounts? That's really important because you want to shelter highly taxable investments in those accounts that you don't pay taxes on so that you're not going to be paying excessive taxes. This whole concept of asset location can add a lot of value to your portfolio. So having a good understanding of where your assets are, which type of assets, how they're taxed and where they are is really important. So look at number four, examine your location. 
Number five has to do primarily if you're taking income from your portfolio. If you're taking income from your portfolio, it's important that you know and have a good plan about the withdrawal order that you're taking, where you're taking your funds out, when, when. So having an understanding about where your gains are in your accounts and what is the best way for you to take your income. Should you be taking it from your IRA, from your taxable account, from a Roth? Where should you be taking it from? From an annuity? Are there required minimum distributions? Having a plan for that is, it should be done at year end and understanding so that you can make the right choices before the year is ending. Okay, number six, should you make extra contributions to retirement accounts to save on taxes? This is another one that a lot of times people can be saving more money just by simply doing the low hanging fruit and opening up a Roth or adding more money to their 401k plan or overfunding and doing a backdoor Roth 401k contribution, which could save you and have tax-free money during retirement, increase your tax-free money during retirement. So these are all really good things to be looking at. So look at your retirement accounts. Number seven, can you tax loss harvest and do replacement to lower capital gains? So a lot of times you may have some capital gains that you've taken somewhere else. The first step is to know where am I from a capital gains perspective this year? Before the year is up, how much capital gain, if any, do I have? And if so, are there ways that I can adjust my portfolio so I can minimize that capital gain before the year is up? Really important. Number eight, and the final one is one of the most important, and that is to update your financial plan. So if you don't have a financial plan, obviously you need to get a financial plan. And there's a lot of reasons why you should do that. But update that financial plan, make sure all your assets are right, all your liabilities are right, all of your income expenses, all your insurance, make sure that's all up to date and look at your retirement plan and say, am I on track? And am I saving enough? Am I set to meet my goals? So if you do those eight things and you focus on what matters about your wealth and do what you can control, make time for it before the year end, you will be much, much better off in all likelihood. That's all I have for you today. If you like this information, share this out with your friends. If you think there's somebody you know who may benefit from this, subscribe to this podcast. You could also get this on YouTube. You can subscribe on YouTube and be sure to smash the little bell so you get notifications. And that's all for now. Louis Yana signing off and we'll talk to you later. For the latest episode of The Market Call Show, make sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Go to marketcallshow.com for all our past episodes and sign up to get alerts for new episodes. If you enjoy the content of this episode, please leave us a five-star review and comments. The information in this podcast is informational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific, individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision. WealthNet Investments is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where WealthNet Investments and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure.